Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor and I'm very, very excited about this week's guest. And I know that I say that a lot, but I genuinely have been looking forward to this all week because today I have a guest who is a content creator based in Atlanta and also a fellow YouTube head like me. Welcome, Molly Bloodstein. Hello. I'm How so excited you? to do this. I'm good. I'm also very excited and also like, I don't know why it brings me joy when people come on my podcast and it's their first podcast they've ever done. Like it makes me so happy. Uh, I know. And I was telling Reese and Reese also agreed with this, which is my twin sister for people who don't know, but uh, that I always like have like a podcast or interview that I'm doing like in my head at all times or like when I'm in the shower and I'm like trying to sound really profound, you know, like if someone were to interview me, what would I say? And I've been doing that since I was little, but I won't say anything profound probably, but it's just fun to do that. So. I mean, listen, we're talking about YouTube. Profound things are going to be said. And also, oh, so true. I mean, listen, you, if, if it sounds like you were born to do podcasts, so maybe this will be the podcast no, that no, no. inspires I'm you. Emphasis on that. I'm going <laughs> to, no. I don't want to disappoint. <laughs> Just kidding. She they're she's preparing, like they are expecting that I'm preparing my whole life, and then this is what I get, what they get. <laughs> um, I mean, listen. If I could make podcasts, truly anyone who can speak can make a podcast. But I mean, you're uh, amazing at it, and you know how to talk. So that's like what all you need. I'm you a know? chatty gal. I am. Yeah. I am quite chatty. I've been known to yap quite a bit. Um, I love that. But so before we like get into everything, I want to like introduce you kind of and let everyone kind of if they don't know who you are, which like if you don't know who Molly is, I don't know what to tell you. But what are you doing? Yeah, what <laughs> literally like what who are who else are you following on Instagram? <laughs> this week. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so Reese is her sister, her twin sister. She's been on the podcast before, and they are two of maybe like you guys honestly have such different style but also like I love how like it works really well together because you are twins so like it's just for the vibes like the sake of the vibes I like yeah. the way you guys look together <laughs> for sure we're meant to be together you know oh, and it's absolutely. funny because we I mean we both wear the same clothes and it's like I could wear the same outfit as Reese and it looks totally different on me because like the way we kind of like carry ourselves or the way like the accessories we use whatever but we're always wearing the same kind of we're sharing the same clothes and then we just kind of style them in different ways which is always fun to see how oh, we like definitely, go about that. I've definitely clocked that a few times that like you'll be wearing something that I've seen her wear she's but you you do definitely have like your own unique style and like I was thinking earlier today because I feel like I don't know. I feel like not only has my personal style kind of changed over the course of the pandemic, but mm -hmm. also like a little bit of like just my general sense of self. Do you feel sure. like the pandemic has changed like the way you dress, the way you feel? I think I think so. I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was trying to like go all out and be like, you need to dress up and it'll make you feel normal, you know? And then, and I was like, that's really important. Then over time, I was just like, I just, all I want is to be comfy because I'm spending so much time inside. And I just like, don't want to wear things. Like I do want to feel good, but like the comfiness factor has really like been pushed to the forefront, which I'm sure is relatable for most people. Cause it's like, if you're not going anywhere, you don't want to be like in clothes that aren't the comfiest. Right. 
and but I also like me and Reese will still like dress up and go take a picture or something and that kind of like that feels good to me because I always feel so much better when I'm dressed up but I think that <laughs> the comfiness factor has become more important to me than it had ever been um but yeah I, I how does it change for you I completely agree like I I if I want to feel good I get dressed like that's like a yeah, sure way totally. for me to just feel better in my day I'll take a shower I'll put on a cute outfit maybe put on a little bit of makeup There's and nothing like better I just instantly feel really good even if it's like you said just going to go shoot some content or even like mm-hmm. go to the store or like whatever it is like I just feel a thousand percent better and I also think from like an aspect of like, you know, shooting content is our job. So I feel a little sense of like productivity if I wear a cute outfit. And then on top of that, if I shoot in that outfit, that's even like, I feel even better. It's a weird thing. It's it's hilarious. Like I, I'm wearing a good outfit and that's like, I'm also doing my job because I'm wearing it. I mean, the fashion girl inside of me, the child, the inner child who loves fashion is so happy. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is your job. Like, that's amazing. But like, at the same time, it feels like sometimes every so often, I I really overthink it. And I'm like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm literally just putting on this outfit just to go yes. take a photo. And then I get weird about it. Like, and I'm like, this is Yo, weird. If you think about it too much, it's weird. Because you're like, I'm also like, this is my job. And I all I have to do, well, not all I have to do, but for the most part, all I'm doing is like, putting on an outfit I really enjoy and then mm-hmm. I'm going to take a picture of it and sometimes it's me just putting on the outfit going to take the picture then coming home and taking it off and putting right. it up or like the pandemic has that's kind of the situation and then it feels even weirder because it's like I it's and that also kind of like feeds into how Instagram isn't like the you know most it's not a very real look into your life because it's like I wasn't wearing this outfit all day right I had it for this photo then I put some <laughs> other clothes on once I got home which like, you know, that's just how it goes, kind of. And it's definitely more so throughout the pandemic that that happens because right. before all of this, like more often than not, I was getting dressed because I was going somewhere. So I'm like, oh, right. let me just but, shoot some yeah, content. Exactly. This is a new thing for sure. But like now it feels more like of a norm because it's been like a year of it. <laughs> so now it's like, that's what I do. But I I feel like now that people are getting vaccines and it's like becoming a slight bit more normal, now I'm like actually focusing more on like, okay, I'm going to put my clothes on. I'm going to do some things today rather than staying in the house, whatever it may be, even just, you know. And you recently just got, was it your first vaccine or your second? Second, yesterday. Or no, the feeling? day before. I feel fine. I didn't really have any uh, reactions to either of them other than like a really sore arm. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because everyone was like, you're going to have a sore arm. And I was like, okay, I can handle a sore arm. I've had like the Gardasil shot, which like is so painful to me. And um, and no one really prepares you how sore your arm is going to get. I was like, oh, no, this isn't just arm soreness. This is like you cannot move your arm pain, you know? It's weird. And like like I – the so the first time I got the shot, like my arm was sore for days. And like the yeah. only way you can describe it is like – imagine the soreness you feel in your muscles when you work out, but like then times that by like a hundred, like I couldn't lift my arm up to take my shirt off at the end of the day. And I was like, this is a joke. Like how is this possible? That's like, that's like debilitating. (laughs) It's literally so worth it, obviously. Oh my God. Like 
the sense of relief I feel ever since getting fully vaccinated, I, I feel like it was like, I don't know about you, but like throughout the pandemic, like I was just kind of like vibing, like I was doing fine. And then towards the end of 2020, I don't know, like I just was in a weird funk. And then like, it just kind of like carried on until I got vaccinated, which is when February. And it was like the se- the day I got the vaccine, I just, my mood improved drastically. Cause like, I felt hopeful that things right. would not be like this forever. And I feel like since yeah. then, I just my mood has improved so drastically. For sure. And also like seeing my like, well, my parents got vaccinated first because that's kind of how they like rolled it out here. And I'm sure. Yeah. I'm Florida too. But it, it was just like a relief to see my parents and like family members get it. Cause I'm like, okay, now I don't have the like anxiety of like, Oh my God, what if something happened to them? Or what if it's my mm-hmm. fault that something happened to them? You know, all yep. that stuff. So it's like nice. That was the relief. And then once I got vaccinated, I was like, okay things are going to go back to normal, a little bit normal. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a sense of relief. And I'm, it's like, it makes the future a little more hopeful than it had been. Cause you know, seeing the news all the time and just, it was, it was kind of, you know, depressing. Yeah. It was, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, after a while, like I'm a pretty, you know, uh, optimistic, happy-go-lucky type of gal. But yeah. after a while, I was like, okay, fuck, this is really like how not long? good. This is bad. Yeah. No, I felt guilty, honestly, at the beginning because I was like, I would go to bed and be like, wow, I love this. This is amazing. Because I'm such a homebody too. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to like travel. And, and, I can, and I was like, I literally had a moment where I was like, falling asleep with a smile on my face like excited for the next day and I was like this I I like felt so much guilt too at the same time because I was like I shouldn't be like feeling this but I feel really good about being home and not having to or like not even being allowed to go anywhere else you know it it was was nice it was every homebody's dream like truly like I was thriving like and also like I was like now I just have so much time to do all the things that I normally want to do but always have to rush through and now I can leisurely do them which right like I can make a full breakfast I can do a workout and I'm not even gonna be rushed at all like if I want to wake up at 10 fine (laughs) oh I have been waking up like I that's the one thing I will say my sleep schedule has changed and I don't think it's for the best since the pandemic yeah. where like mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep probably like around 12 one sometimes Always. two and yep. then I'm waking up like maybe at nine and I'm just like what's yeah. wrong with me no I feel the same way and also lucky that we like you know don't have a set schedule like right. we make our own schedule I can't imagine like having to do the nine to five but I, yeah I wouldn't recommend is, it no but I, I definitely go to bed really late too. And I've been trying and, and usually you want to know why because of YouTube. 100%. I get sucked in and yep. then I'm like, you got to stop. And I'll literally be like, my eyes are like, I'm struggling to keep them open, but I'm like, I got to keep watching. And for no reason, for literally no reason. It's just, but it's just, I'm sucked in. I like, and that's the thing. And we were talking about this a little bit, like, People either understand the YouTube obsession or they really don't. Like, I've never met someone who's like, oh, I kind of get it. Like, people either get it or they don't. And there's something about YouTube that – and I've loved – I don't know about you. I've loved YouTube since I was like, I don't know, over a decade. Like, just for as long as I can remember, I've loved 
YouTube videos. Like I used to watch all the beauty gurus and oh yeah, beauty gurus. Like how like that's like why I went into it. Not that I ever really even wore that much makeup, but that was like kind of where it started in a way. It was like that was like the most I feel like I don't know who are like, the that first was, like, beauty more gurus prominent thing that you like. Oh, Essie Button, who's now Essie Lalonde. I love her. She's so, just like something about her is so calming. Yes. And also Samantha Marie. <gasps> you know her? Yes. I love, I, okay, I've never known anyone who watches and her, her videos. I forget what her name, because they all change their Instagram, I mean their YouTube things, because what like they it? start when they're really young, and it was like Sammy. Or, was no, it always Sam Marie? No, wait. What did her YouTube name, Samantha Marie? What is her? Name? Now it's Samantha Marie, but it was like something else. I forget. But yes, yeah, her and Estee, I watched a lot, and I wasn't even really into makeup that much. I just like got excited about it and seeing it, and I would like buy random things they talk about, and I wasn't even really like I would try to use them, but I wasn't very good at it. But I just loved that. You know, I didn't. Yeah. Same. When I started watching YouTube, I didn't wear makeup. Like I, I, I was a very yeah. late bloomer to makeup. Like I didn't start wearing makeup until I was like 21 or 22. Oh, I was wow, just, yeah. I really didn't care. And like, I just didn't mind, but like I started watching beauty videos and I would just start buying things. And then I was like, well, I guess I should yes. just like try to use them. And it was just so weird. Cause I was watching these YouTube videos who like also if someone else were to see them, they'd be like, I don't even, I can't even see why you like this person. This person doesn't have the same style as you. Like it was yep. just very different than what I was, but I just, there's something about watching these people share their lives that was yeah. so engaging. And like, I've never been one to like reality TV because I feel like it's not real. But like, for me, I feel like YouTube is the closest thing to like a real reality TV show. Like actually kind of real. Yeah. I was definitely a reality TV person for sure. But I was, I always would get annoyed and be like, that's scripted, like, oh, whatever. And, but watching YouTube and watching, I, and I'm like, I think it's because I'm secretly just nosy. You know what I mean? Or maybe not even <laughs> secretly. Like, I just want to see what other people are doing. Like that, I find that so entertaining. The vlog aspect, I don't even know when like vlog really started, I guess. I don't know if I, I think I started watching beauty first and then it kind of transitioned into vlog, mm -hmm. like watching vlogs. But the aspect of like having someone who doesn't understand vlogging or like watching that. And then like you're watching someone just like talk about like what mayonnaise they use or, you know, like the most random right. shit. And then someone who doesn't watch YouTube is watching you watch that. And you're like, this is so weird. Like I have to watch it by myself. Or oh. like with Reese or something. Because I'm like, you don't get it. And it will make me uncomfortable <laughs> that you're watching it with me because you're just going to judge it. <laughs> and the worst thing is like when you when you find a YouTube video and you think it's so funny or so interesting and then you show it to someone and they're just like so disinterested and they're like, what are you? And I'm just like, this, you're hurting my feelings right now, whether or not you realize it, whether or not this is a reasonable yes. thing to be upset about. I am upset about this because why don't you understand the art in the vlog? Like <laughs> the vlogging, <art> of vlogging. <laughs> it's, it's so, and like, and like you said, like, it's really not even about like crazy juicy things happening. It's like mm. the mundane, like, you know, I'm making a sandwich. Like I, I want to yes. know what you're putting on your sandwich, which you're right. Maybe I am just fucking nosy. <laughs> 
I think it's just interesting. I think that people will always find it interesting what other people do, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know how you couldn't. Like, it's just, I feel like that's kind of human nature to, like, be interested in that. But, yeah, it's, it's just, a, it's a very funny thing. But have you ever tried vlogging before? I have tried vlogging, which that's so hard creepy because I was about to ask you because I know that you've made YouTube videos before and I've watched them because I'm nosy and <laughs> and they're good. I enjoyed them. I love them. Like you, you made one where you're just kind of like going around your day and like doing stuff and like trying yeah. on clothes and like, it, and like, I think you were like cleaning your kitchen maybe at some point. Like I'm like, Sounds th- about right. this, this is a shit that I live for. I'm like, I love this shit, but I've tried making YouTube videos. It's been a while. I, I tried the YouTube thing. Like, I feel like I gave it a mm-hmm. solid try maybe four or five years ago. And yeah. I just, as much as I love consuming it, the act of making it on for YouTube, like it never came to me like as naturally as other forms of content, like Instagram or podcasting or even like just anything else that I've tried. Like it feels kind of like, okay, yeah, this feels good. But something about making YouTube videos for me personally, I just never felt like it was the right platform for me. But how did, how do you feel about making YouTube videos? I, I kind of agree with that. Like I tried for a little bit, but I will say it's actually just so much work. Right, right. And you have to be (laughs) like, I'm definitely lazy. So that's like one aspect of it. But like the editing part, like I have Adobe Premiere Pro, which I would Mm -hmm. say I'm like, okay with it. But like, it's not like none of the videos I created were like to the like, you know, quality and like cuteness of like how I would want it edited. But like, if they were just edited to the like, just how I could do it. Right. That's, you know, which was like amateur. But I find it really hard. And also if you're not, especially I was kind of doing it at the beginning of the pandemic too. And it's like, if nothing's going on, it's hard <laughs> to like do anything interesting. And I can't imagine like the vloggers who are vlogging every single day and having to like, you know, make things interesting or whatever. And I, yeah, I found, I just found it really tricky, but I do, I do kind of enjoy it as well, but I think it's way more enjoyable to watch it for sure. And I think, but I also, there's a certain level of like admiration and understanding, like once you try and make one and then right. you go and watch them. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I could be a YouTuber, but I do love them. <laughs> I, I completely agree. And like, I think that it's also because in most of the other content that I create, I feel pretty like confident and well-versed in it. And like, it just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then when I make YouTube videos and I make it, it just, <clears throat> I can't make it the way I want it to be, or it's too yeah. time consuming because I'm not as confident using, you know, different types of um, applications or whatever to edit it. And then I'm just right. like, well, it's not going to look the way I want it to look because, you know, you're thinking about these other YouTubers who you really love and you're like, oh, their videos. Like, do you watch That Chic or Rachel, Rachel's yes, videos? I love Rachel so much. Her videos are beautiful. She- so creative right I love her and also I don't know if you ever met her before but she's like she is that in person like she's just like the sweetest like most bubbly like free person and her and like yeah her videos are just beautiful like 
and very inspiring. It's so funny because I've never met her, but a friend of mine was on a press trip and she was there. And my friend's on this really cool press trip and I'm just like, you know, texting her about whatever bullshit. And then she posts that she's sitting next to her and I start like losing my absolute shit. I'm like, oh my God, you're sitting right next to Rachel. I'm like, go be her friend. And I'm like, and also ask her these questions and like find out if this, I'm like, cause I've always suspected that like, I'm so weird. I used, I used to smoke cigarettes years ago. And so I like to think that I have like a weird and this is not me I, this I don't can't confirm or deny this I don't know if it's true my friend never followed through with asking the question so this is I'm not like spreading a rumor but I have a feeling that she smokes cigarettes and usually I'm right about those things and I was like find out if she smokes cigarettes I just want to know if I'm right my friend did not find out so again we don't know we don't know we yeah. don't know but I I was like I feel like she does and I don't know why so a person who I did think that about and then it found out to be True was Joanna Spicer, who I've told you about that I love her videos. Oh, I love Joanna too. I felt very vindicated. I feel like Rachel probably smokes like joints and stuff. Right. But I don't know that. And maybe she smokes cigarettes, but I have no idea. But Joanna also smokes cigarettes. Yeah, she did a vlog once. And I'm such a creep. She did a vlog (laughs) once and she was like, I've never smoked on YouTube and I, I'm just smoking this video because whatever. Like, I, I don't even remember what it was. Like, it was like a video of her driving past her like childhood home or something. Um, this was like a while ago, but I just remember I'm so crazy. And I was like, I love being right about things. So I was like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I'm like, I just, I, I got feel, the vibe from you. I can <laughs> feel it. I can feel the, the addiction radiating through the screen. And like, I know that <laughs> feeling. Um, but it's, it's really, it's so weird I how invested it. you get in the lives of YouTubers. I also think it's it's different than how I think anyone feels about like, you know, an Instagram influencer, I guess. Totally like, different. Yeah, totally different. And I think it's because they're letting you in on so much more. And you see, I mean, you know, to a certain extent. Right. And Instagram is like this curated, like, you know just photos and like sometimes it I mean the stories you can get more personal or whatever but YouTube is way more personal than Instagram will ever be and so I think that people have a better understanding of the people the YouTubers that they you know like and follow and stuff than the Instagrammers and I think that's just like how the you know video content works you know do you ever think that you could like or that you would ever feel comfortable enough to make the type of content like YouTubers where they're sharing so much of their personal lives, like whether it's good things, bad things? It's a good question. I've thought about it. I don't, I, I think there's something so powerful about it, but also it's, it is weird because it's like, then if it's really personal to you and you get all these inputs from different people and sometimes it's not nice and sometimes mm-hmm. it's really encouraging. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you kind of have to risk that, you know, that you're going to get a lot of shit probably. And then also you're going to have a lot of people who are backing you. I don't know if I could do it. It seems like a lot of pressure, but I also always enjoy when people do it because it, it is, it's like makes the world feel, you know, smaller and like that you can connect to so many people without even ever meeting them. And I mean, that's just like a nice thing. Um, I agree. I don't know. Yeah. It's so like, I feel like I, have never like on Instagram, like, I feel like I share things, but you're right. It's, it's one of those things. And I think Instagram is, is different than a lot of other social platforms. I think people feel more inclined to be assholes a lot of time on Instagram specifically, at least in my experience. Um, people just are so ready to like shit on you for like anything that you do, but Mm -hmm. for some, and And they're experts. 
Right. And like, I feel like YouTube, I never really got into it, but on my podcast, I've noticed that I feel more comfortable sharing personal things. And I think it's more so about like, when you have a specific type of community, it Mm -hmm. just feels really natural to share more with them because it feels safe. And I think that's why a lot of YouTubers end up sharing so much. It's because they've really built these like safe communities where they know that the people who are watching these blogs are really invested in their lives. So like, it's not as weird because you've kind of built this rapport with them. Right. And you like connect with them more than, I mean, I guess on Instagram, you can connect with people really easily too. And oh, I do. For sure. yeah. But there's something that seems so much more like intimate and tight knit on YouTube. Have you and ever it seems a little bit more separated on Instagram kind of? I, I I completely agree. I think that with Instagram like I feel like there's like different tiers of like friendships for lack of a better word that I've like developed mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like I've yeah. I've been around for a while on the internet mm-hmm. and so I like one of my best friends, I met her on Twitter like eight years ago and she's like (laughs) literally one of my best friends. And like, it's, it's so weird to me, but like, I feel like there's like friends on Instagram that I have that I'll like talk to, like, you know, randomly about things. And there are friends who I've like actually become real life friends with. And it's just really interesting. Have you developed like real, like real life friendships through Instagram or social media? Yeah, for sure. And I like there are certain people that like I've like made friendships through Instagram through and like actually met them in person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there are people who just I DM with yeah. who are just like the nicest, most encouraging right. people who like I like they're not in the same circle. So I probably wouldn't meet them necessarily like in a natural way, like where if they were like influencers or whatever. But like they're just people who I'm like wow like it's crazy that you care so much about like the content I'm producing and you're always so nice so encouraging and like that's that's when I'm like wow this is cool you know it's like a lot of times it can be overwhelming and like a lot of pressure to like create content and whatnot but then you have people who are just like always there and always encouraging you like kind of no no matter what you're doing and that is just like such a beautiful thing I think (laughs) and it's just like you have all these people around the world just who are supporting you and that's a really cool thing I couldn't agree more because they're like as you were saying that I'm thinking of all of these amazing they're usually women on Instagram who just are so incredibly supportive. And I've never met these people before in my life. And like, Mm -hmm. I think about it. And I'm like, it's so wild to me, because this feels very genuine. Like, I think this is a person who is genuinely supportive. And it's just such a lovely thing to have. And I don't know, but it's also so weird, because it's like, like we were saying, like, when you build these relationships or connections online, It just, I feel like it'll never stop kind of being a little like, whoa, this is so trippy. (laughs) Because it it is weird because you naturally, if you're meeting people and like you're having like a relationship with them in some way, it's like you're usually meeting them in person, you know? It is like, and I mean, the internet like relationships aren't new or anything that new, but it's still always going to be weird because like your natural instinct is to like meet that person and like, no, but you know what I mean? Right. And so it is like, it is it is always a little weird but it's also really nice and it it just like blows my mind sometimes 
because I'm like, and I do the same thing with other people that I follow, but who I'm always responding to their like stories and stuff. Cause I just like really love what they're doing or like think what they're doing is funny or whatever. And it's just like nice to, that you can connect with all these people and just be like sitting in your bed or whatever you're doing, you know? And it, I mean, of course it's like kind of a foreign weird thing, but it's also, you know, that's the norm now. It, it really is. And I was talking to someone about this the other day, like, how do you even meet people in real life anymore? Like, I know. like are people that doing possible? that? <laughs> like, how? how I where? have no idea. Yeah. And especially like as you get older too. Right. And also living in the same city. Like I also have lived in Atlanta my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who I was friends with, like I would say they just like, a lot of people move out of Atlanta. you like go to New York or LA or wherever, you know. The only two cities in the U.S. that right. people talk about. The but, only two um, cities that matter based on Yeah, the apparently way, those yeah. are the ones that matter. But like, and so you just, it's hard when you live somewhere for so long then to also branch out because you're not new to the city. You know what I mean? Right. And then you're like, you, you're comfortable in your own little like area. And it's, I don't know how people do it. I'm also not like the most like, I w- I'm pretty introverted and shy. So like, I don't know. I have no idea how people do it. <laughs> and like, I know that like in your adult life, like you, the way I melt- met people throughout my adult life is literally like when I was working and I had a job and I worked mm-hmm. in an office type environment. And then once I stopped doing that, like, you know, these girls on Instagram, those are my colleagues now. Like, and it's yeah, so, totally. it's so fucking weird. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's literally the weirdest thing ever. Like, but it's cool, but it's just, I don't know. And then you meet someone that you've been following online and then like, I don't know. It's very, very, very weird. Like it's and sometimes they like totally different. No, <laughs> no, it's true though. Sometimes they are totally different. I feel like, like wait, I know you less more, less than like, I feel like in the recent years, that's hasn't happened as often to me where I'll meet someone and they're completely different. But I feel like a few years ago. That honestly ago, hasn't happened to me, but like I can see how that would definitely happen. But it's, it's <laughs> happened before. It's it's happened before. And I'm like, whoa, like I yeah. wouldn't even have recognized you. This is actually is weird too. Yeah. Really, really, really weird. And like, I'll be the first to say it. I'm a height catfish. I pretend to be tall online constantly. Low angles are <laughs> truly my best fucking friend. And yes, God- people always, I don't even do the low angle thing. And people are always surprised how small I am. How like tall four, are you? Five, four. Okay. Yeah. We're like the same height. And I, yeah. I just... But I definitely think of you as tall, for sure. <laughs> Thank so you. you. I'm like, me. <laughs> I I definitely am a height catfish. I I truly. It's so funny because I I don't know about you, but like before I post pictures, I have like a focus group, which basically consists of like my siblings and nieces and cousins, oh, and uh-huh. I just bombard them with photos, and I'm like, which one should you post? And I've been trying to not. post as many pictures where I look like I'm seven feet tall because I'm like I should probably chill out with this and my cousin was like wait you look you look like at your normal height in this photo and I'm like fuck really and she was like I mean it's fine but like you actually look this is an accurate representation of your height I I can't post that I I can't post this I'm (laughs) like I need to at least look somewhere like in the middle but I don't know what it is about like I just 
it's like a weird thing. Like I don't actually want to be taller in real life, but something about like the way a photo looks when I look taller. Oh, for sure. I just prefer it. Like, I don't know. It's really weird. I think this is another weird thing about like presenting yourself or like showing yourself on, you know, social media is like, you're allowed to, you're allowed to present yourself in whatever way you want. And I think that people should be respectful of that, whatever way, like if that's the way you want to take your photos, then do it. You know what I mean? It's like, those are the ways you want, like those are the ways you want to present yourself. And it's, yeah, it's not about, I don't think it's about, yeah, be, trying to look tall or whatever, but I think it's the proportions and the composition right. that always kind of looks better. So I get it. And I also like, you know, I feel like, um, as far as like, you know, sharing yourself online, I guess I always assume because I know that people don't always show themselves and I guess the most accurate way online. And I just assume everyone knows this. Like, I just feel like, oh, everyone, we all know this. Like people are obviously going to show themselves online in a way that they feel most comfortable, especially on Instagram more so than any other platform. And it, it still shocks me like when, you know, people around me are like, oh, this girl just had a baby and like, look how great she looks. I'm like, I mean, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I'm looking at this photo and I know that it's edited in a way to make it look a certain way. Like, like you don't see that. And they're like, no. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I guess I do notice it because this is what I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, I wish there was a way to like convey that, but like, you don't want to constantly be like, you know, Hey, like Instagram versus real life. Like you don't want to always be doing that. And yeah, no. But you also don't want people to like have this false impression because there's so many. Right, where really, is the line? Exactly. Like, where is the line? And I feel like you've done a really good job of kind of showcasing, like, um, I guess you, you'll, I've noticed you, you'll post like a video or something like, hey, this is what I look like when I'm sitting down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. your body looks different when you're in different positions. And I feel like yep. that's something that's, I would imagine really helpful for a lot of young women who like struggle with their body image. Uh, Have you always kind of felt comfortable with your body or is that something that you're, you've grown into? Um, I would say that, sorry, someone just walked through my door. So I was confused. Um, I think, honestly, I feel like Instagram kind of made me more self-conscious about my body. And I think that, I mean, I've always, I mean, society kind of, you know, brainwashes you into thinking that thin is like the only way to you know be beautiful or whatever which isn't fucking true at all but like so I feel like to a certain extent I've always had that but Instagram has definitely heightened that because you just see like all these girls with like six packs and Mm -hmm. you know just like beautiful um whatever but I always felt I like I want to my, I want my Instagram to be a space where it's like you don't feel isolated and I want you to feel comfortable like anyone and I think that it was when I saw other people post, like when they sit down that they have rolls or whatever, I was like, okay, that makes me feel so much better. Why would I want to feel disconnected by seeing like certain body types that like probably don't even look like that all the time? You know what I mean? A and, thousand percent. Like, because. And I also, yeah, I also show, like, I struggle with acne as well. And I also always show that. And I'm someone who has never covered my acne, just a personally because I don't wear skin makeup like I just don't wear it because I have freckles and it just always looks weird on me and by showing that I always get messages where people are like thank you so much for showing this 
it makes me feel so much better. And I'm like, I love, I love that, you know, like I don't even think about it. And sometimes people will point it out and I'm like, I wasn't even talking about my acne, but it's there. And I don't even think of it as like making a statement or whatever. It's just like part of my face, you know? And, but it makes people feel less like alone in what they're struggling with, you know? And, and but yeah. It just, and, and something that I also feel like comes across when you do post those things. And again, this is probably because like, I pay attention a lot. It feels very organic when you do it. And I feel like, and this is going to sound a little bit fucked up, but like sometimes it does feel a little bit like, look at me. I'm just like you, but like, I'm so hot. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that you're not hot, but what I'm saying is like, it doesn't come across as that. And I've seen that before. And I'm like, this is not helping anyone. Like, don't show your fucking rib cage and be like, see, I have rolls too. Like, where the fuck are your rolls? All I see is your rib cage. That is a hard one where it's like, I have rolls too. And it's like, just skin where it's like, no. But then I also am like, snap out of that and be like, everyone's bodies. Like, that's the point is like that everyone's bodies are good. You know what I mean? So I just have to be like, I can't even be mad that someone is like posting that because I'm like, that's your body. Celebrate that. But there is an element of like, it's it's weird because you're like, but I want, but like, it would be nice if you actually showed, you know, real things. Like we, we know that you're like sitting up more and like getting a certain angle. And like, you can tell when people do that. Like I do that, you know? Oh, 100%. And then other times I don't. Like sometimes I'll sit and after I like work out or something and I'll literally like tighten my abs. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, I want to see that. Cause that makes me feel better. Right. Because you know, cause I've been brainwashed with whatever, but so like I will do that and I think that that's okay to do because it makes you feel good or yes. whatever. And you're allowed to present in whatever way you want. But I think that you can have a balance of like, okay, sometimes I look like this because, you know, that makes me feel good. And then other days I want to show you that like I have stomach rolls and acne all over my chin or whatever, because like that's just normal and natural, you know? I really like, I mean, honestly, like everything you're saying is completely resonating with me. And I think that for me, like I, I've like, I grew up in the nineties. Like I was a child in the nineties. And I mean, I just, when I looked at pictures of people who were in the fashion space, it was very much so one body type. And so in my mind, kind of is. yeah. And I was like, so this is, this is the way you kind of have to look. And it was just something that I accepted. Like I was like, okay, this is how you need to look to be this. Just like if you need, if you're a runner, you need to look this way. Like that's literally how brainwashed I was by like, oh, this is fine. This is normal. They don't need to change. Like this is what the fashion space is. And like, I accept it. And you know, it's so interesting how we internalize these things because although like I've always been fairly confident in the way I look, I, I still would never feel comfortable posting online if I was sitting in a way and like you could see like roles. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable posting right. that. I'm like, I want to post photos that I perceive to be the most flattering. And that's okay. And, and yeah. I, and, and that is okay. And it's, it is, but I also like, like you were saying, like, it's just, there's such a fine line though, because I'll have people message me and say things like, Oh my God, like your body is so amazing. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And like, and then you just feel these like weird, like I feel these weird feelings of guilt. Cause I'm like, well, I mean, I don't always look like that. Right. Like you do right. know that. Right. And like, I'm sitting with like the best posture ever that I definitely normally don't right. have. 
Yeah, like we're making we're making sure we have the best angle that we look the best. You know what I mean? Angles like are wild, wild. I mean, insane. But like going back to the thing where just like, like even in magazines, just like it's so important. Or like seeing like the '90s models or whatever, and they're like a certain body type, and like mostly thin, mostly white. Like that's like what they've put out as like the norm of beauty, and it's like that's because you saw that that had an impact on you and like then it then you internalize that and like that's what's dangerous about only putting that out there and that's why it's important to also be like hey this isn't real I do this angle sometimes or like I this is my acne whatever it is you know and it's what what people see and what you show has an impact on how they feel about themselves as well so it's like you do have like I think you have kind of like a you know, position of like, you know, you have the influence on other people. Yeah, I mean, so it's I, true. I try to take it seriously while also going back and forth of like, but I also want this photo to look good. But I also want people to know that this is posed. But it's a, it's a weird thing to go back and forth on because like, I don't want people to think that that's like how I always look or whatever. Oh, 100%. And like, I also think it just depends on like how I'm feeling about myself that day. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. I, sometimes if I like look at a photo and I feel like even slightly, like my jaw doesn't look the way I would like my jaw to look mm-hmm. online. Like it looks a little softer. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I can't post that. But then there are days that I feel really, really good. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to post this. And you whatever. look the same every it's, day, mostly. So and, like, and that's, and that's other harder. That's the crazy thing, though. It's like no one notices. That's the other like wild thing. It's like we notice things about ourselves so much. And I think what actually like amplifies that probably is that we are taking photos of ourselves. We are looking at these photos. We are analyzing these photos. And we notice things that literally no one notices. And I think even if you're not in a position where you're taking photos of yourself all the time, like you're a woman who looks in the mirror and is living in the world where like all of these Mm -hmm. weird beauty standards are just shoved down our throat constantly. We're always, they're always and the beauty standards are constantly like changing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. realistically, like there is no way to always like someone was telling me the other day, like, apparently, like if you smile and your top teeth show or don't show, I can't even remember which one it was, but like, then you're like beautiful. And I'm like, what the fuck are you even saying to me right now? What is this new insecurity we've now created? Why are there rules on how to be beautiful? And like, that is crazy. And it's really, really, really wild. Because uh, I think that with all of these changes that are constantly happening, it's, it's for me, I'm older. And like I said, like I, I've had the time to kind of like figure things out. And I definitely don't think that when I was in my early twenties, I was, I would be able to navigate it as well, but you're pretty young, relatively speaking. How has that been for you? Like navigating the space and not letting it affect how you feel about yourself? Well, going back to like the taking pictures of yourself and then, you know, zooming in and analyzing, I have noticed myself doing that a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll show Reese and be like, you see this? And it, it really does come down. And I keep talking about acne, but like that is a big thing for me. Because right. Like, that, the acne ruined the photo for me. Or 
like my arm looks chunky in this right whatever it is or like my eye looks like it's crossed over in this picture I don't know you get so detailed in it and it's like it's because you just took like a still of a moment Mm -hmm. you know and it's like then it was a certain angle or whatever so I definitely I definitely am harder on myself because I'm constantly seeing myself in a photo and having to be like okay I'm gonna put this out there and people are gonna see me and they're gonna see that this is what I look like so it definitely is like a lot of pressure and I think that I try to you know have a good relationship with myself it's but it's always a work in progress you know and yeah being young I feel like there's a certain like I feel like I'm at an advantage in some way that I'm young that like I'm seeing this earlier on and like tackling my insecurities or whatever and like seeing those patterns you know of like you're overanalyzing this you need to just be accepting and like whatever of yourself so I think that I'm tackling it more because it's like right in front of my face and I'm also I also follow a lot of people who are talking about it and being like you know you need to be easier on yourself whatever I think Instagram helps you and hurts you all at the same time (laughs) so it's like I don't know it's it's a weird thing to navigate always it definitely um, is it's and and I think that honestly like from what I've observed like I feel like you do a pretty good job of like you know, kind of handling it, especially when I see you posting more, like, I guess, for lack of better words, vulnerable photos, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a sign that you are trying to have a healthy approach to it, because it's very easy to fall into a mindset of this idea of perfection, even like I said, even though Mm -hmm. I know, I know how much people can edit photos, like, I know this. And it's still like, you look at a photo, and you think to yourself, no, this person and then you meet people and you find out that they edit their photos in this type of way. And it's like, I would never think that. And like, but there is something about it that's like a little comforting. Cause it's like, I think you're so gorgeous and you still do X, Y, and Z, or you still post mm-hmm. these types of photos. And like, that makes me feel better. And I think that's, that's what makes it helpful is when people are kind of a little bit more transparent where you're posting pictures of yourself that you like, but you're still kind of sharing like, Hey, like I have a breakout or like, Hey, like I feel like, you know, my, I don't like the way my arm looks or which I mean, like, and it's so crazy to me because like the transparency is really important. It is. I, I a hundred percent agree. And I think it's important in like so many different aspects. I think even for me, like I, a few months ago started doing this thing where if I post PR, like I just share that it was a gift because like, Mm -hmm. I just, I want people to know that I didn't pay for it. And so if they see me using it or wearing it, I think that's an important thing that they need to consider when they're looking mm-hmm. at it because I just, the reason. That's another yeah, aspect just, of it's, Instagram it's, that's weird. It's really weird. Like my sister will come over to my house and she'll be like talking about makeup. I'm like, oh, like here, go through this box and take whatever you mm-hmm. want. And she was like, are you mm-hmm. sure? And I'm like, well, I didn't, like this is all gifted to me. She's like, this is all gifted to you. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I know it's that's so weird. wild. And I'm like, it is wild. It's definitely wild. It's a weird thing. I, I'll, it's not something that I ever feel like I take for granted. I feel like I'm very grateful about it. But at the same time, I'm like, I know that when you're a young girl, you see someone who you might look up to in a certain way. And you're like, well, she has all these things. So I feel like I need all of these things. But it's like, yeah. no, I you don't. And, and I've talked about this before on my podcast. I'm like, 
saving money is like the smartest, best thing you can do. And like buying things is great, but like, I'm not paying for these things. Like, so I know that that is like a kind of a dangerous thing about following people, especially influencers who get things sent to them for free. It's like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't ever really say like something's gifted, but I feel like it's usually if I'm banking the brand, then it's like, right. That's my way of being like, I right. didn't pay for this. Cause like, I'm not going to usually think a brand if I like paid for something, <laughs> right. uh, you know what I mean? Cause like I, that's thank you to me for buying that. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, I have a whole entire closet of just skincare make and I don't touch it. <laughs> it, it like I don't use it it feels it's like, like a Sephora to me honestly that's how I feel about my little yeah. section I'm like it's like a little Sephora like and I can shop it when I when I need something right it's like but it it, it does like put me in a weird position where I'm like I want these things you know what I mean like I keep them because I want them but I don't use them it's like this weird hoarding of like possessions where you're like well these are nice so I know I need to keep them but they just sit in my like bathroom closet you know what I mean and it's like or like clothes or something and I only wear them for a little bit and then I don't wear them again and then I just have them and then it's weird to like sell a gift I don't know it's like a very weird dynamic of things and um yeah like right now I'm only using this one skincare line and for my acne specifically it's called like face reality but it's through like I think it's like it's like the most like boring looking like acne like line ever and it's through this my like esthetician that I'm seeing, Sophie Pavitt. And she, I don't even know if you can buy it yourself or not. I'm not sure. But basically, that just means all my other beautiful skincare that I love, I mm-hmm. don't use. You know, so it just sits there. And that is just like a weird, it's just like I have too much stuff that I don't need. But that's just like kind of part of the, the job. And it's it's a very weird thing. I never know how to really even talk about it because... I'm very grateful for it and I love it. It's very exciting to yeah. get these gifts. But then it's like, I'm only one person, <laughs> you know? So I think it's really important to like have your family members take those things because they don't get those three things sent to them. And that's, that's, it's a nice thing to have because you're not spending the money on the, on those things. Um, but yeah, it's, I struggle with navigating like how to like deal with all that, but I also really, it's a, because I'm so grateful for it as well. You know, a so thousand it's, like a, it's, it's, it's really weird. It's, I don't know if I was clear on that, but you know, it's, it's really, I don't, it, it is a weird thing to navigate. And like, I feel like for the first year or so, like a part of me almost even felt like, I don't even, I don't even know if the word is like shame. The word's definitely not shame, but like almost like, mm-hmm. I felt bad that I was getting so many. Th- I don't even know. It yeah. was a it was a really weird feeling. And then I realized I was like, this is it's cool, but it's literally a part of my job. And like these are like relationships that I have to right. create with brands to work. And like that's literally what it is. And this is all just about brand relationships, which is really crucial to my line of work. And 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 I so I need to stop feeling this weirdness about it. And I need to just like enjoy it and mm-hmm. and you know figure out how to navigate it in the healthiest way. But I will say 
I have nieces, like I have a 19 year old niece and she came over to my house last week and she left here with four giant bags. Like one of them literally ripped. And that was a really good feeling to be able to get yeah. her clothes and makeup and skincare. And it like, feels good to get those things. It does like, feel I really feel good, good when I get them. Someone else should too. And she's like 19. So like, this is like yeah. insane to her. You know what I mean? She's like, holy shit. Like yep. you just, yes. like these are brands that are so expensive and like that you're just going to give them to me. And I'm like, yeah, because yep. I'm not the feeling of joy that I got when I received them has now gone because as we know, tangible things can only make you feel good for so long. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it's a very fleeting thing. So it's going to be like the sisterhood of the traveling PR. And I'm just (laughs) going to pass that feeling of joy along to you because someone should use these things. And, and I feel the worst about clothing, which is why I feel like you're very lucky to have a sister who you can share clothes with because I feel genuine guilt when I don't wear clothes that I own. Like I just feel like they're just staring at me and, and someone would love to wear them and I just don't want to wear them anymore. And like, it's, it's definitely this weird thing where it's like, I have to wear new things kind of, but I also try to make a habit of re-wearing things as much as humanly possible. Yep. Yeah, I know. And that's like, I think that's normal because like most people aren't wearing completely different things every single day. Like usually when I find it, an outfit that I really like, I'll keep wearing it. I'll Dang. post it one time, but I'll keep wearing it the Dang. next day, the next day, whatever. But yeah, it's, it's weird. And like the waste aspect of it as well. It's like, does one person really need that much clothing? No, but like, then it's also the job and, and, and the relationship with the brand as well. But it, it also makes me think of like, like the unpaid promotion aspect of it, which I also find really fascinating and weird of like brands sending you products so that you post it, but there's no like payment there, you know? Right. Right. And that's also a weird aspect of it because it's like, they know this is my job, you know? And that person, and like, that's just kind of how it works. It's like, sometimes you work with, you accept a gift, so that you know you build that relationship and then over time maybe that's that turns into an actual job where you get paid and I mean sometimes it doesn't right but it's it's weird because there are certain brands where like the way they started was basically just free promotion you know where it's like they didn't pay anyone to promote it and to me that that feels a little weird but it's also the way Instagram works as well but like it's it's there's there's something weird about getting an email from someone who's like getting paid regularly like they're not self-employed they're like with a company you know like they're getting paid but they're emailing me being like sorry we can't pay you right now but we'd love for you to accept this product and shout us out <laughs> you know it's like there's there's this weird I don't know it's it's a conflict an internal conflict for sure because I'm like And some brands, I'll gladly do that because I know that like I've worked with them before or whatever. There's a relationship there or maybe I want there to be a relationship with a certain brand. But then there are brands who truly just rely on you to or or even like the way they approach it. Like if you tell if you send me a gift and you say about you have to post, then like I can't do that. I don't because then it's not a gift. Right. Like right. no one's like, here's a gift, but here's something you have to do in order to have that gift. Like that's not how gifts work. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up and I'm so glad you feel this way because I feel like a lot of times when I'm in these positions where a brand will contact me and they'll be like, Hey, we want to send you a gift. 
and I'm like, oh, cool. Like I would love to select, I don't know, like, let's just say a bag, for example. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, perfect. So if you could just post like here, here and here, and I'm like, oh, so you want to do a partnership? Well, you know, do you have a budget for this partnership? And they'll be like, well, no, we don't have a budget at this time. And I'm like, well, then. And then and I'll, you know, if it's something that I want, I'll be like, well, I would be happy to share it organically. You know what I mean? Right. And then the brands almost make you feel like you're being an asshole sometimes. Yes. And that really, really rubs me the wrong way. Ugh. And a lot of times, more often than not, I swear it's the really big brands. It's not even like smaller brands. And that really fucking yes. pisses me off because I'm like, I know you have a budget, you piece of shit. Yep. Like you you're don't have a budget for me. You just don't want to pay me for this. And that's cool. You don't have to want to work with me. That's totally cool. Yeah. But also Fine. it almost feels like they're insulting my intelligence. And that's why it pisses me off. Cause I'm like, yes. I'm not going to fall for this. I don't need anything. I like, like I'm an, this again, it's going to sound a little assholey, but like you need me more than I need you. And like, I'll tell you what I don't need more of anything. Like I am good. Like I don't need any more shoes, no more bags, no more clothes, no more skincare, no more lamps. I'm good. Right. So like you, I don't like this, this is not mutually beneficial. And in any work situation, you know, you don't go work at, I don't know, like your office job and they'll be like, well, we're not going to pay you this month, but we're going to give you cookies every day. We'll just give you lunch every (laughs) single day. We'll give you lunch every day you come to work and a free bag. Going to be really good lunch. Yeah. It's like, no, like you don't, you know, this isn't how it works. And it, I'm really looking forward to a time where that no longer exists because it's, it's just kind of a little insulting in a lot of ways. Very insulting. And also it's hard to talk about it because you also want brands to reach out to you and you also are grateful for brands that like give things to you. Right. So it's like when I talk about it, I'm like always conflicted about it. Right. Because I'm like, well, I don't want that to send the wrong signal to the brands that I want to work with or you know what I mean? But it, But I also do want people to know that like that is an aspect of this work. And it's weird that people like the thing that just trips me up is that the person emailing me is getting paid, but like they want me to do something for free. I'm like, do you, do you want to like not get paid? Like you're sending these emails because you're working. Like, would you like to do that for free? Probably not. You know, like it's, it's a very weird thing. And also for brands that make a ton of money Mm -hmm. and then they like are so glad that like, oh, we, we actually had, we just did this purely on like Instagram, like people, just like people shouting us out. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And like, that's a fine thing. But like, to a certain extent, it's like, you need to, like, you need to pay people for promoting your product. Right. Like, I would never expect anyone to do any form of work for me for free. That's just not yeah. something that I would expect people to do. Like weird. Like it's, it's really weird. It's really, really weird. And also like, I'm, I'm genuinely so glad that you brought this up because I feel like it is a weird thing to talk about. So I never really want to ask other creators about it because I know that it can be kind of touchy. So like, I just think that what makes it even more weird is that if it's a brand that I really love and I'm just so honored that they would even like want to send me something like they could tell me you need to post this every day for the rest of your life. And I would probably (laughs) still say yes, even if they're like, we won't give you any money at all because I'm just like, (laughs) 
I love you. And I can't believe that you even want to send me something. This is right. so exciting. And you know what? Maybe they are taking advantage of me, but like, I don't they are. care. And I don't, yeah. I'm like, I'm okay <laughs> with this, but I'm just like, when it's like a brand that I'm like, you're not even that, like, I don't even really care about you that much. And you want me to like get a free thing from you that you're not paying me for and then expect me to post it. Like, this is who's winning here. It's not me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, I just, no, I know. Yeah. It's like, it's, I am um, like offended by it until it's the brand that I want to work with. And then I'm like, yeah, right. anything for you. Sure. Literally anything <laughs> for you, but it's also really weird because I think that what brands fail to recognize, and I know that I can only really speak for myself, but if someone contacts me about sending me a gift and I don't actually think I will use it, or wear it, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. I will say no thank you. So like, yeah, inst- I need to get better at that. <laughs> but like, I think that I think that also, if brands, the brands that do send, say, hey, we want to send you a gift, but then by the way, you have to post about it. I think if they just like relaxed and just said, hey, we're going to gift mm-hmm. you something and just, you know, do with it what you will. I would probably oh, I always, I'll probably just post about post it. If you say, Hey, no pressure on posting. Right. Just really want to send you this. Right. Like you can even be like not even genuine with that. You may even really, really want me to post right. it. Right. Expect me to post it. But you know what? Manipulate me. Tell me that you don't yes. expect me to, and I probably will. That's what I'm saying. Brands are literally listening to this right now, and we're like, you. They're like, they're like writing it down. They're like <laughs> writing it down. They're like, we know how to get to you now. But like, it's so true. And even there have been times where like a brand that I really like will send me something under the the pretense of like, this is for organic posting, no pressure. And then they send me like a fucking follow-up email like four days ago. Like, Hey, oh, when do you think, it. when do you think you'll be posting? And I've become yeah. pretty douchey about it where I'll just respond and be like, well, you know, this is just, this was just a gifting. And unfortunately right now I'm prioritizing paid product promotion. Like, right. Fuck off. I mean, I don't say yeah. fuck off, but like, I'm basically saying fuck off and, and I'm just, just fuck off best. And sometimes they don't respond. And, and I know it's because they're annoyed. And I'm like, that's also incredibly unprofessional because you're like being a baby right now. Like I'm not doing exactly what you want me to do. So now you're like sad and you're like, you're like, well, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Like it's the, the follow-up aspect of it too is like, just making sure you really like the stuff and that you're going to post it or whatever. I'm like, oh, I won't respond to that, but I should, I should get better at responding and being like, um, this will happen if it needs to happen. Like, <laughs> and a lot of times like, I will say I empathize a lot with the PR people who have to email us because realistically oh, speaking, sure. this isn't even, like the pressure that they put on us. Like, I don't even think is even from them. I think it's probably from whoever their bosses putting pressure on them. And they're probably just like, Definitely. leave me the fuck alone. Like, fine. I'll email her again and ask her if she's going to post about it. Like, it's not even like their fault. And even when it comes to like budgeting and, and all those things, like, it's usually not the person I'm talking to's decision. Yeah. You know, whether you or not they have a budget. Mind for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like they're just, you know, given information and then they have to try to reach out. And I feel really bad for them because then their job is to try to get influencers to post about things without paying them. And that puts them in a shitty position, but that's their yeah, job. It's weird. Yeah. I, I, I posted on a story one time where I was talking about unpaid promotion because I just found it fascinating and I, I'm, I'm always talking about it because it's just a weird thing to do like a job for free, basically. Um, but I had a lot of people who worked in PR DM me <clears throat> and they were saying how like certain brands and it would be like big brands too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't like saying who, but they were like, it was cringy because they would basically 
have these like like forms or like you know documents where it's like we want these people mm-hmm. to work with us and sometimes they'd be like really big celebrities we're not going to pay them like all this stuff where it's like but we expect them to do these certain things and it's basically just like basically pushing these PR people to like not like use them like to exploit you know like but just like to have them and like they expected them to get these people to post up these products for free and like they they you know like that was their like intention you know what I mean like there was no like well you know eventually maybe we'd want to work with them but it was just like fully like preying on them you know what I mean to like try and like who can we get that will post this for free like it's just like constantly scanning and seeing like I need I need to look at the messages again because I found it fascinating. I mean, that's genuinely but, fascinating. And now I'm like, I want to post that on my stories and see if PR people who follow me will give me the scoop. Yeah, you should because I it want was it. really eye-opening <laughs> to me, but also not surprising. Right. And then it got into like this conversation about um, photo usage too, which is yeah. interesting because I don't even think about that where it's like this photo because cause it's weird because I think Instagram actually owns all your photos or something weird like that. Yeah. So like, do you even really have ownership over them? I don't know. But <laughs> so that's another weird aspect of it. But like, we should probably investigate girl. that. We should probably look into that. <laughs> there was this other PR person who reached out to me and was saying that too, where she would see a brand using a photo of like an influencer, content creator, whatever. And she thought to herself, like, was that person paid for that photo to be used on their website or whatever it was? And it's like, no, it, they weren't. And that's not typical. Like, if it's a photographer, like, you're paying them to use it. And, like, or, like, for the most part, in, like, they'll say, like, we'll tag you in it. Or we'll, like, you know, put your, like, um, handle on the photo or whatever. But I mean, it's, like, a weird thing because usually... The- I just I just wanted to say like the whole like exposure thing that brands try to like incentivize shit for I'm like I've been posted or reposted on accounts that have like millions of followers like brands with millions of followers Mm -hmm. and like it does nothing for me like I'm so sorry to break it to you like I don't think like exposure is as (laughs) as exciting for brands as they think it is like I just feel and like it doesn't work in the same way that like if a if a Instagram influencer brand, yes right it doesn't work in the same no. way that we're posting the product because it's like some we have these followers that have a relationship with yes. what we're doing and like I mean it really fucking works like when I see an Instagrammer who posts this product I'm intrigued right away you know what I mean like it worked for sure and I know that's, <laughs> like it gets people to go look at those things I say it all the time I'm like, reverse, really. I'm like a consumer like I am literally oh. a, a marketing person's dream like if if you post a green juice literally Molly there's been times I've seen you drinking a literal green smoothie and I'm like <laughs> yeah I need to go drink a green smoothie that sounds so refreshing and delicious and I would love to do that right now like it's <laughs> it works like in every aspect because it I'm does like work. I believe that you post things that you genuinely like and if you really like it I'll probably like it too too. yeah exactly and I mean I see people post like you know like the cutest sunglasses Mm -hmm. like they talk about it you know they like try it on put it with different outfits and I'm like well now I need those because I just saw someone sorry my throat keeps getting you're fine I just saw someone who I like I like their style. I like them as a person. And now I see them using this product. Like now I want that. It really does work that way. And it makes sense why brands want you posting things in your story or on your feed or whatever. Cause it is it, like, that's it really just how it works. Weird. It's, it's actually like, 
sometimes again, like when you really stop to think about it, it's a little trippy at times. And like, I've posted about like the weirdest, like I'll literally post about like, Oh, I have an air purifier. And like, people care about that. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like I'll talk about like a cleaning product and people are really excited about a cleaning product. Like it's not even always just like beauty. No, it's anything like there's, there's a uh, YouTuber. It's Blitz. I don't know if you follow her. I don't, but I'm like, she does a lot of ASMR. She does a lot of ASMR. She focuses on like sustainability and like, she's just, she's just really cool. And I love that. She, but she, I also follow her on Instagram and she, but in like her vlogs and stuff, she's always using this really cool mop. And like, she's like obsessed with like mopping the floors in her bathroom in her house or whatever. And she's like the cleanest now. person I've ever <laughs> like, like, now I need this mop. I know. And I've screenshotted this mop multiple times because I'm like, I need that mop. And it's like, I don't even really mop that much, but like, because she showed <laughs> me this mop and like, it looks fun. I'm like, now I need that mop, you know? And it's like, she wasn't even like, that's just like a mop she randomly bought. Like she's not working with this brand. Like she just really likes that mop and now I need it. And so like, yeah, it could be literally anything. It could be a mop, you know? And I wanted to, I wanted to ask you because you recently, which congratulations, very exciting, but you collaborated with a brand. I don't want to butcher the name. It's Nomase, maybe. I I feel like I fucked that up. Nomase. Okay. French. I mean, I'm probably butchering it too. No worries. (laughs) But you collaborated with them and you created a pair of shoes and like, I feel like that is really, really cool. I want to know what was that experience like? Like that was your first collaboration with a brand in that capacity, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's also another a good way to, they actually sent me a pair of loafers probably like over a year ago. Okay. And they just asked me like, hey, we'd love to send you a pair. And I was like, cool. And then I just like naturally started wearing them like every single day. And um, so I was just posting them a lot. And because I genuinely liked their shoes. They're super comfy, like really like good quality. And they're a very small like French brand and they make all their shoes in uh, in a small factory in Italy. And um, I didn't really like think anything of it. Like I was like, I just wear these shoes a lot. They're like super sweet brand. And then um, they reached out, I want to say in, it was like close, it was probably like September of 2020. And they were like, we would love to do some sort of collaboration where like we could, you guys could make a pair of shoes with us. And I was like, that's really cool. That's also a really cool way for smaller brands who don't have big budgets Mm -hmm. to then like work with someone. Mm -hmm. And then like, basically they made it. So it was like 50, 50 revenue on it. Right. So it's like we, because we're bringing people to their site and to like get to know their like brand, then we also get like half of the like revenue from the shoe that we created with them. Although they're doing like a lot of it because like they create the shoe and stuff. But, um, so that's a good way to do it. If you're not like, if you're not able to just like pay someone for, um, you know, content. But it was really fun because I I just like naturally wore these loafers all the time and really loved them. And then so me and Reese, like we kind of just knew what we wanted immediately because we just have like a certain style and we're very into it. And uh, we just like did a couple of Zoom calls with them and they sent us like different um, like leather um, swatches and colors because like we want a buttery yellow one. And then one that's two tones. So it was like, it's like a dark green out, like a croc kind of style looking one with then like a shiny butter yellow. Butter yellow was like the main thing there. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the, we're obsessed with butter the yellow. butter yellow is, is beautiful. And butter yellow is, I feel like 
a beautiful color and I think that it just it's also like a rare color to find I think in a lot of clothing like you know what I mean like like Mm -hmm. I saw like an acne studio skirt the other day and it's like a yellow but like and I was like trying to find picture I'm so creepy I was looking on it on every retailer's website because you know how photographs can change and alter the color and I'm like I want this to be a buttery yellow but is it in Mm -hmm. fact a buttery it's hard to tell sometimes online if it's in fact a buttery yellow but sorry yeah (laughs) because it's like either it goes too white or too yellow yes yes you need that perfect in between it's a hard color to do I think we're a perfectly buttery. They color. are a buttery yellow, they're and like, I trust the photos. They're like a matte leather, and they're super soft. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was really fun. And I do. feel like that when I saw you and your sister doing this uh, collaboration, it it seemed like it was a very natural kind of like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, even though I wasn't really super familiar with the brand, because like you said, it's a smaller brand. But I'm just like, this feels very like, I guess like on brand for you guys to do which is again a really creepy thing to say like that people have a brand but I mean you, you do have a brand and like it, I've had a brand I take pride in that yeah and it and it, it feels like it really aligned with it and it felt very natural and I think that's another yeah. thing that I think people like I, I think when people move into like the influencer space it's very easy to just kind of get caught up and like want to do all of these things, even though it might not be like true to who you are. And I think that you're one of those people who really has done a great job of doing things that I've always felt like, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense for her to do. Like working with this brand. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I feel like you're pretty good at selecting um, the work that you do. And, and I know that your Instagram handle is accidental influencer, which I, so it it was an accident. You did not mean to be an influencer. Yes. It was, I mean, Reese, Reese was really the one that started out doing this. Like she posted an outfit photo. It started when we went, like when we were starting college and I, she stayed in Atlanta and I went to Milledgeville, which is like a tiny town in like South Georgia, which I never recommend anyone going there. But I went to school there for two years and I was just like, Reese was someone who was always adamant. Like, she's like, I'm not a school person. Like, this is, I know what I want to do. Like, I'm going to be in like, you know, something creative and I'm not trying to have a normal job and, you know, fuck school basically. And, I, you know, like that, that was always her kind of thing. And I was more of someone who was like, because I always had a lot of like um, interest in like interior design and stuff. And I, so that was something that I got a degree in. And um, so, like, for the, like, five years, it took me five years for school. So, like, the five years that I was in school, Reese was doing this on her own, kind of, like, posting a picture of her outfit in the mirror at her parents' house, like, in the basement every single day. And then she slowly, like, got a lot of followers over time. And um, actually, I mean, it was, like, kind of quick, but, like, you know, slow for, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how it is a lot yeah. online. Like, it'll be slow and then out of nowhere, just, like, boom, tons of growth. Right, exactly. And it well, it was just like more like consistent growth throughout those years. Yeah. And then over time, it was just like, people would also because she would post with me or whatever in a photo and people would also ask to do certain things with me and her. Even though I had an Instagram that was private, and I wasn't really using it at the time. Like I was just posting random like whatever things, And um, but I thought it was really cool what she was doing. And we've always, I mean, we've always really been into fashion and design and whatever. And so it just like kind of just naturally became a thing where it's like, oh, I'm also doing these jobs with her because 
brands are asking for me as well and um which is funny but <laughs> then it just kind of slowly evolved into like me once I graduated from college then I just slowly transitioned into doing content creation um and it just I mean it was the accidental influencer name was like from a like refinery 29 interview that we did and she like the I forget who interviewed us but she said that my name was like or that, that I was an accidental influencer and I was like oh my god that's funny I'm gonna turn my uh, handle into accidental influencer that's really it funny. really was like that was not my goal I was not trying to like post on Instagram or anything like that it just kind of became that way and I mean it just made sense and it has worked out so I mean <laughs> and, listen, yeah, it, it, I mean, that's really like I feel like it's also really cool that it was like there was a demand for you and so you had to supply the people <laughs> yeah I know and sometimes I feel like a little bit of a fraud in that way where I was like I wasn't even trying to do this but now I you know what I mean yeah and like that re like went into it with the intention of like posting not the intention of like being an influence or anything because it wasn't that wasn't a thing right me doing it but it was just like that was like her intention was to post these photos of her outfit and I will say that at the beginning I was like totally lost because I was like oh she really knows what she's doing and like she's going to like fashion weeks and all these things and I felt like very small where I was like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing like I'm just accidentally here and yeah. I don't know anything and that I mean I still have that to a certain degree and um so like I've had to like let go of that and be like no you're, you're meant to do this as you well. like, are as well that t- that has taken me a long time to get to that point but I mean we're here but yeah, it's just a funny thing, but I really enjoy it. And it just makes sense for me and Reese. Like we've always kind of been in that. Like I, when I was little, like I would redo for like interiors. Cause that's like, I would say that's like a big passion of mine that yeah. I don't really touch on on my Instagram as much. Cause I find it harder to, but, um, and like content wise, I like photo, like outfit photos. I but, think it's really funny though. I I do want to share with you that you your coffee table. I think that you got it from Cherish, and like again, super creepy yeah, thing. But like, I had that like saved for like a long time, and I remember being thrown off by the fact that the shipping was expensive. And then uh-huh. I and then you got it, and I'm like almost a hundred percent sure it's the exact same one from Cherish. And I was like. You know, I mean, I like offered really low on that one. Okay, that they they never accept my low offers on Cherish, and I always try to go really fucking low, and it never has worked for me. And I always like, I'm always like, it doesn't. But this person was desperate, I guess. I love that for them because, but also, I have this weird thing where like I am obsessed with buying like vintage pieces, and I live in an apartment, so I don't have a lot of room. Mm -hmm. But it does make me happy when people that I like get the things that I want because if I can't have them I want someone else to have one and again you feel good in your own style because you're like well we both like that and then I saw that you got it and I'm like I'm like 99% sure this is the exact table that I saw in Cherish when I I went back on the website it was sold out and I was like I'm really happy that Molly has it because I feel like it's in a loving home like I don't know why I pretend like I am their mother like I did not birth that table but like I'm like I'm just happy it's in a safe and happy environment where it's being appreciated and I I was watching um where I live I think that's what her YouTube yeah yeah yeah, I know um she was like she's been doing like a series where she's like updating or like redoing or she just moved into a new apartment so she's like styling it and I was she was like scrolling through like her like saved 
uh, pages and I was on there on one of them and like there was like something about that I was like I've never felt prouder like I'm like that's so nice that like someone saved me on their board for like like interior you know like it just makes you feel like okay I know what I'm doing people enjoy that but yeah it's fun it's really 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 weird and like I think that like I said like there's things online that do make you feel like a, a sense of community and like unity and like just I don't know and like when I when I see you kind of like doing things and I'm like oh this is how I it's just it's nice when you especially like I've grown up most of my life living in places where people didn't really appreciate the same things that I did so then like as where I'm at now and I I have made kind of these relationships with other people who create content online and I feel like we're similar it's really nice it's like oh like you're kind of like me and I'm kind of like you and we have things in common and we like the same things and like it it, it makes you feel like this sense of community that I think a lot of people now it's it's much less common now to feel that way because I think with the with the internet being what it is like you can find any group of people who like the same thing as you but when I was growing up that wasn't it wasn't Mm -hmm. the same and like you know it as you live in the south like people definitely always just thought I dressed weird I think everyone always thought I dressed cool but like there was always still this like yeah but it's weird no, we're looking like, at you. Yeah, yeah like we like um, it like it was never trying to like be mean like oh you you have like yeah. everyone was like you love fashion you're so good at it blah, blah blah help me dress myself but then they would always be like yeah but like that's just also kind of like why are you wearing fur and they're like I could never but it looks great on you but yeah. I'm gonna stare at you because it's so different and it's actually not even like that different it's just different from where like where like the people around us what they're wearing you know what I mean like if I if we were to go to New York no one would no one cares no one cares about anything that I wear in New York no not at all it's like it's not weird it's not different whatever and I also kind of like that about being in Atlanta or being in the south is like because there's like kind of this like it's kind of just everyone kind of blends in and kind of wears the same thing to a certain extent that I could just wear something slightly different and it's like oh you really you're really changing it up you're you're like making everyone look at you you know and it's which is a weird thing but I also kind of like it in a certain degree because I'm like it makes me feel even better about myself because it's like oh my god I love what you're wearing and then like you go to New York and everyone's like oh hey like we're all wearing cool outfits too I don't know if you remember like years ago when Monsieur Gabrielle first came out with their bucket bag like I think it was the first bag they came out with and it was really hard to get and it was always sold out and there was always a fucking wait list and I got it and I remember carrying it. And and I would talk about this bag constantly. I was on all the wait lists. I was telling all my friends, like, oh, I'm just trying to get this bag. And I just can't get this fucking bag. And like, you know, and everyone was just kind of like, okay, like, whatever. Like, you know, I hope you get the bag. Like, you know, my friends were just like, cool, whatever. And I was out one day, I think I was at the mall. And this girl came up to me and was like, is that the Monsieur Gabrielle bucket bag? Can I like look at it? And I just remember feeling so just like, oh my God yay like fine like someone gets it it. like someone (laughs) understands that this was a really hard bag to get and it's a big deal that I got it and like and you can appreciate it and and I was like oh my god yeah and like she was like it makes me feel so good and it was and my friend was like that girl was being really weird about your bag and I was like no she wasn't that's the appropriate response to this bag that's how you should feel about it everyone should have been this is how everyone should (laughs) feel I'm like do you not understand this is a very special bag and and that's like one of the bags in my wardrobe. I'm like, I'll never get rid of this. Like, it was so hard yeah. for me to get. I can never get rid of this. Like, you're you're gonna be buried with me. Like, we're we're in this together now. Like, the months that I spent trying to get that bag will forever haunt me. 
<laughs> yep. I know. And I know sometimes you hold on to those things where it's like that meant so much to you and maybe you don't even necessarily wear it now, but it's like, I will never let you go because of the feeling that you gave me. Like, oh, absolutely. I mean, I will say I recently did part with a few, like there was like a few designer items that were like my first designer purchases yeah. and I really held on to them for a long time and I probably should have kept them because realistically with fashion everything does come back eventually it um, but it's hard to keep things especially if you live in a small space like it just doesn't seem realistic but like I was just like I- I'm I don't like a lot of clutter even though I do like keeping things but at the same time like every now and then like I'll just be like I just need to get rid of things there's too many things I just need to get rid of things and I got rid of like my first designer bag and my first pair of designer shoes. I'm like, I don't wear these anymore. And like, I just, I don't know. It is a weird thing that I'm sure I will regret it one day. It's healthy. Yeah, it is healthy. I mean, let me clarify. I'm like, I had had them kept them for over a decade and never used them to be clear. So I was still being a creepy hoarder about it, but I do think it is healthy to let go of things and, Also, like, I do feel like I used to feel weird about like selling or getting rid of gifted things in a capacity where I was making a profit. But the thing is, is ultimately I'm like, "Mm, I posted about this and didn't get paid for it. So technically this could be like a full payment. You deserve it. And also like, I feel like when you sell things, it just helps people buy things pre-owned rather than buying new things. And so like, ultimately, like- It just makes sense. It That's makes more yeah. it makes more sense, but also I do want to ask you a little bit more about YouTube stuff. And for yes. the first time in the history of Arab American Psycho, I've created a little game and I've never oh, <laughs> I made a game. <laughs> it, I don't have a good title for the game. I tried to think of something witty, but I, I couldn't think of anything. But it's basically the how well do you know Trisha Paytas game? And oh, okay. And I know it, pretty well. So it's just you know a series of questions just to quiz you on how well you know Trisha Paytas. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering, has Nora lost her mind? Yes, I have, but it's fine because Molly is indulging. She lost her mind because we're watching Trisha Paytas. Listen, yeah. I'm not okay. I'm not. I, I like. I genuinely, truly feel. I like, have a weird impression. I, I don't know what it is. I didn't always like her though. I I definitely did not always like her. Like she was like one of those YouTubers who I felt like was always saying really fucked up problematic things. And I was just like, yeah, it's like, I would say right now she's the most mentally stable I've ever seen her. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm always rooting for her. And I don't know why. I have have no idea why, because she's like, she's offended so many people and she does really weird things. But, like, there's something about her that's, like, she's also has no shame and she's, like, very real in the same yes. way. Like, I don't know. And she's so intriguing because she's, like, nobody else I've ever seen in my whole entire life. <laughs> like, And I do think that, that like, she – something about her vulnerability online, it's yeah. really hard not to root for her because, I mean, she's gone through a lot of fucked up shit. And I think – it's really easy to judge people online and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe that. Like, you know, you support Donald Trump or like, I can't believe this or you can't but like yeah. a lot of times people are just like a product of their environment and they really don't have control over it. And I think that like, and I think about this a lot now that I'm getting older that I'm really lucky that my parents are the way that they are because it really helped me yeah. be the person that I am, which I'm proud of the person I am. And, and I don't, 
think that that is the case for everyone. And I think that I've had a lot of things work in my favor to make me, you know, more compassionate towards people and uh, have a deeper understanding and appreciation for other people's experiences and cultures, even though maybe I've never experienced it, but like not everyone has that experience. And I think with Trisha Paytas, it's like, I can't believe I'm like a Trisha Paytas apologist right now, but like, <laughs> like if she does something really fucked up guys, which I mean, she's done, but like, don't hold it against me. Listen, I'm just, I, just, I know. I like. I don't want to like. I don't want to stand behind her. But no. Do watch her all the time. Right, and it's like <laughs> I feel like I've watched her make mistakes. I've watched her show remorse. Yeah. I've watched her grow from them. I've watched her try to educate really herself. Yeah, I've watched. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> I. I feel like I've seen her go through, and I'm like, you kind of have to respect it, like a little bit. And she does, and she's been doing YouTube for like fifteen years. Right, she doesn't delete anything. Mm-hmm. Like every mistake she's ever made, all the videos that she uploaded when she was like on like a like meth binge, which was really weird. I didn't know that until recently that she was talking about it. Like all these things, and she all the mistakes she's made, all the like she's extremely ignorant, and she's made many mistakes, but she's like real about it, apologizes, and like it's like she there's some there's something just like so human about her. I mean, obviously, but right. like so real about it but while also being like the craziest person <laughs> it's 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 just I don't know and I feel like she like owns it and like I don't know like it's yeah it's weird she she's, definitely owns it and that's cool to see she's definitely said really 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 offensive things and totally. but yeah. I just feel like she also doesn't She's almost like a little kid in a way where I'm like, yeah, I, totally. I feel like sometimes she doesn't really understand what she's saying. And I genuinely believe, I, I don't think it's like a manipulation. Like I genuinely feel like sometimes she just doesn't really get it. And she just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, have you seen the way she cuts anything in the <laughs> kitchen? <laughs> you know, when you. She, she literally said that she didn't know you could buy chicken at the grocery store. Like there are things like that where I'm like, there was something wrong. Yes. That maybe in the way that she was brought up, yes. I don't know, like experiences where she just wasn't taught a lot of things. Right. And that's why I'm like, I feel like, like she's like a baby learning how to like be a yeah. human. Totally. And like, I feel like now she's in a spot where like, now she's talking about these things and she can make fun of herself and be like, that's really stupid. I didn't know that. Or like whatever. And yeah, she's, it's, it's so fascinating to watch. And I really do think that all of her mistakes, did, didn't ever really come from a space of hate or anything like that. It was mostly just like pure ignorance, you know? And like, she just needed to be educated on those things, you know? And she also like, again, this is just like my little analysis. I feel like she just so desperately wants to feel connected to a community and wants to feel like accepted. And like, even as she's like converting to Judaism, like I know a lot of people are probably like, what the fuck? But like, when I yeah. see that, like, all I see is, like, a woman who really badly wants to feel a part of something and feel accepted okay. and wants to feel like she has an identity and, like, wants mm-hmm. to feel all of those things. And, like, I'm, like, yeah, like, this, like, yeah. maybe it might seem weird and people probably think it's, like, ridiculous, but I'm, like, 
why wouldn't you want to feel those things if you don't already feel these things? Like, of course, this is something that she's trying to do. Like, that's a normal human thing. We're like, and we've talked about it in this episode, like feeling a sense of community is so important. And when you feel like you don't belong anywhere and when you feel rejected and when you feel all of these things, like it's very natural that you're going to gravitate towards any group of people who's willing to accept you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is very true and also just a beautiful um sentiment to life <laughs> see, really is, see yeah, we're, we're saying profound things because <laughs> we're talking about Trisha Paytas right profound. Yeah, yeah yeah um okay are you ready for the game <laughs> yeah I think I'm ready I'm like I I feel like I'm like I don't know I'm like I feel like these are easy but they also we'll see okay so okay who has Trisha, Trisha Paytas not dated Jason Nash, Adam Sandler, Aaron Carter. <laughs> Wait, she, she's only dated one of those people. That's not what the internet says. Really? Yeah. She hasn't dated... Well, I know she has an obsession with Adam Sandler. She does. But she definitely has never dated him. You're right. She has never dated Adam Sandler, but according to the internet... She has dated Aaron Carter. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, Trisha has lived a thousand lives. And I feel like there's no way to fully keep up with like all of the things that she's ever done. But according to the internet, according to the internet, she has dated Aaron Carter. Oh, I'm going to have to look into this. Yes. I literally was like, what the fuck? When did she? But she was also like in every TV show you've ever watched in your life. And we just never noticed it. So it's. She was on all the like talent shows. Like she was on Ellen and like. Uh, America's Got Talent and all those things. I and really Big Brother really- and like just so yeah. she's Trisha Paytas is is, is everywhere. Um, okay, <laughs> the second question: What drugs has Trisha done? Meth, oh god, heroin, or all of the above? All of the above. <laughs> that is correct. She has admitted to doing meth and heroin. In fact, she said that she injected meth into her bloodstream which yes i didn't know I you know. could do but she said someone did it to her and she but also she was hanging out with some guy and that like she didn't really know him i was like that sounds really scary she also and said that she, thinks that she got injected she also whatever. said that she thought the meth that she snorted was cocaine the first time she did it which again didn't know you could snort meth, but the more you know, the more you watch your yeah, potatoes, the more you know. I don't know enough about meth, to be honest. Right. So. I mean, <laughs> I will say living in Florida, I do see random spoons and needles littered around. And so someone is definitely doing meth. Um, but for sure. Couldn't yeah. be me. I need to look I need to look into meth. I'll right. I'll like I need to, you know, do learn a deep more dive. about it. Do a deep dive yeah. on meth. Okay. That and Aaron Carter. Okay. Has has Trisha Paytas, true or false, has she ever claimed to be transgender? true she has that's a really big that's a really problematic thing that she's done but like have you ever watched any of the interviews she's done where she's like okay the podcast um h3 but this is before she was on frenemies which is a Mm -hmm. podcast that she Mm co-hosts now she went on h3 and she talked about like that statement that she made and watching that again is it super fucked up and problematic absolutely but like you can just tell when she's talking about it that she's just doesn't Lost. get it. Yeah. She also what I didn't I don't I don't think I've seen that episode, but she 
was basically explaining that she felt like she was a gay man. Yes. And I was like, I, I didn't understand it at all. And like, she's not transgender. That's why it was a weird thing. Right, right. And like, I, I don't understand it. And then she just like never really talked about it again. And like, I think what she was trying to explore there was like that she presents a certain way, but yes. like she also cross dresses all the time. Like she will dress as a man as well and put like a full beard on, you know what I mean? And like, that doesn't mean you're transgender in any way, but she is someone who's problematic, doesn't know like what she's saying in a lot of ways. And then also is exploring this like weird gender. I don't know. It's very strange, but that's one where I'm like, that is one thing that's extremely problematic that she touched on. (laughs) But again, like, and, and I, I'm not transgender. So like, you know, I I don't feel like I can like speak behalf on that community, but like just based off of like, my observation of any time she said anything about it, I think she's confused about who she is. And I do know that she has said that she's been diagnosed with like different uh, personality disorders and issues like that. So maybe that's also playing a role into it, which does make me have a little bit more empathy for her because I'm just like, well, yeah, like you're, you're struggling with some mental health issues. But like, I also think there is this element of her just wanting to feel connected to a community and she just wants to feel connected and she's mentioned before that like a lot of her audience is lgbtq and so maybe because that was a large portion of her audience she just wanted to feel like she could connect with them on a deeper level which doesn't make it okay at all but like that was like her only way of thinking she could because she felt like that she I don't know that's like her only way because she knows she's not gay or whatever right and I also wanted but then she's like she explores her gender so she thought that that was the way she was supposed to I don't know yeah really it's it's really 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 weird um okay so I have one more question when she was on the show my strange addiction what did she claim to be addicted to wait I didn't know she was on (laughs) (laughs) He's literally been everywhere. She's everywhere. Okay. Wait, okay, wait. What was she what was she on there for? She was she said that she was addicted to tanning. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> but she's also <laughs> gone to say that she made that up. It's just for the show. Like she like she's like, well, yeah. This is what she was saying when she went on Ellen and like all these shows. She's like cuz she did speed reading. Have you seen her do that? No. Oh, that's why she went on, like, America's Got Talent and Ellen, because she can read really fucking fast out loud. That's so weird. You need to look it up. I have to watch this. And she was, like, her goal before, like, YouTube and everything was just to get famous. It didn't matter what it was. She just wanted to be famous. She just wanted to be on TV. So she would do anything to be on TV. So that makes so much sense that she was on my strange addiction and pretending like she had an addiction to tanning. That's what I'm saying. She just takes on those things where she's, like, well, now that's my problem, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people this so that I get attention or whatever. I don't know what her. I think that her goal is the attention and the fame. A hundred percent. But like again, like I just genuinely have so much empathy for her because anytime yeah. I see anyone kind of behave in these type of ways, like my initial response is to always feel like you're a product of some type of trauma. And you're responding and you're trying to cope with it and you are trying to just like navigate it and you lacked attention. And so therefore now you're trying to desperately gain it because when you were, and that's what I'm saying. I think that like, Mm -hmm. 
if it's really easy to see people online and you don't know them and, and it's really easy to just make all these like kind of, you know, like judgments or whatever. And I've done, I've definitely done it before. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah. I, I think yeah. more than anything, like the more I've been online, the more I realize when people act out in these ways, they're just responding to trauma a lot of times. And like, yeah. I can't help but like feel empathetic towards them because mm-hmm. that's really hard. And like, I, I can't imagine what that type of feeling would be like. And so I'm not going to pretend like, oh, I would do this or I would never do that because I've never been in that position and I can't deal with it. Yeah. I don't know what that feels like. And so I'm not Mm going to assume how I would or would not respond to it because you just don't know how your body's going to react or how your mind is going to react to certain things. Right. And that's why it's like, I find myself empathizing for a lot of people where I'm like, I don't need to. But like everyone has, and like, obviously you have to take, you know, blame and like, you need to be, you need to be held accountable if you like mess up. But it's like, I can always empathize because I'm like, there was something like you were failed in some way. And like, this is what you're a product of that or like the trauma or whatever, like failed, whether it's family or the system, whatever it may be. Like there is something along the line, like there's always a reason why people do these things, like whatever it may be. And like it, it is like you empathize with them because like, you know, that like, you know, it's not for the most part, it's not like out of hate or whatever. It's mostly out of like, yeah, being a product of trauma or whatever it may be, you know, but yeah. And I've kind of made like a little bit of like a pact with myself that if I ever, because I think posting online is always kind of like a slippery slope in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I told myself if I ever start valuing myself based off of what I do online, which is my job. So let's just say my job. But if I ever start fully kind of relying on that for a sense of just validation, I'm like, I really need to like take a step back. Like I just, I don't want to put myself in that position, especially when Instagram and all these different social media platforms, you just never really know what's going to happen. And I mean, like, you know, even recently. I feel like I'm guilty of that too, though, trying to find validation through Instagram. And that isn't, yeah, that's not a healthy way to approach it at all. I mean, how do you feel like you try to like cope with that or navigate or like, you know, work your way around it? I mean, I feel like just, I don't know. I, I like try to separate, I try to separate it in some ways where I'm like, okay, like you have to think about, I like have to think about how I carry myself in the world, like how I'm really experiencing the world and knowing that Instagram is just like this like little alternate universe of like, it's not real, but it's real. But it's like, I need to know that like the most important thing is the life that I'm living, like just sitting in my body and like how I go about the world, you know? So I completely I, like, agree. And like, that's way more important than the photos I'm like that people are saying like, Oh, I love your outfit or whatever. It's way more important. Like how I'm treating people when I walk down the street or whatever. Like I always have to make sure like I have an impact in whatever I do every single day and it doesn't need to be through Instagram, but it does feel nice mm-hmm. to know that people appreciate the work that I do on Instagram. I, so yeah. it's like there is a level of validation, but it, yeah, it has to be a healthy to a healthy degree for sure. And it's like, you know, whenever I talk to people who aren't really like creators online and I'm like, oh yeah, like 
I'll just be like, they're like, oh, how are things going? And like, I think it's really normal for people to talk about their work. And like, so I talk about my work and I'm like, oh yeah, like my posts haven't been really doing or performing that well this week, but it's fine. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that is a weird thing to say. And like when my posts don't perform well, it doesn't like make me feel like any less than, but there is something nice about when you work on something and it's appreciated. And then I like kind of remind myself because this isn't the first job I've ever had. Like I've worked before I've had different jobs and Mm -hmm. I think back to like, you know, when I worked in an office setting and I had like a supervisor, like she never gave me any positive reinforcement ever. Like, I think I can count on one hand the amount of time she said like, good job or like you did a great right. that's was- important right and I'm like I yeah like maybe maybe I don't always feel like my post perf- my post performed the way I feel like they should but at the end of the day I'm still in a job where like I'm getting much more positive reinforcement than yeah. most people do in their job and I'm and grateful and I'm yeah. so grateful I'm like even if it's not to the degree that I think it should be or whatever but like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm still, I still have an audience of people who support me and love me and give me positive reinforcement. And like, even like a brand, when I send over something and I'm so nervous whether or not they're going to like it. And then they tell me that they love it. And I'm just like, that's the best feeling. It's the best feeling because I'm like, oh my God, I created something that you appreciate and you like and you see what I see and like you think it has value. And like, that is something that I'm really grateful for that I think a lot of people yeah. don't get in their everyday life. So relatable though, because like, it's not what everyone wants to like put in the work and like do something that you're passionate about and that you feel happy about. Mm-hmm. And then it gets the recognition, you know, yeah. and like the praise that you feel about it, you know, and like everyone has self doubt. So like when you put something that you really like, but then you have your like doubts and then someone like, kind of confirms for you what you had already thought that it was really good or whatever like that just it makes you feel so fulfilled and then it just makes everything else in your life like come together better you know what I mean like when you're fulfilled in the work that you do it really does make a difference in like how you carry yourself in the world and like that's important and more people should get that for sure and I think that's the weird thing about being in an office is like in an office setting is like what I think a lot of like managers or bosses or whatever don't understand is like if you really really cared about your employees and you really encouraged them and you know had a healthy relationship with them they would work so much like they would do the work so much better you know like there is so much benefits in like encouraging people you know (laughs) and it seems weird that more people don't do that and it's in and work aside like I just feel like generally in life we we really don't like, I mean, and this is something I've experienced firsthand. Like when my friends and family, they're just like, Oh, Nora's really confident. She doesn't need to hear things. You know what I mean? Like she, like she's, Mm. you know what I mean? Which, you know, that's the thing. Like no matter how confident or comfortable you think someone is in something, it's always nice to hear those things. You know what I mean? And like, especially when it's genuine and you mean it. And I think that like an effort that I've always tried to make, especially over the course of the pandemic, because I feel like a lot of people in my life were kind of struggling with just like lots of different things is like giving people genuine compliments or positive reinforcement. And like, 
it doesn't matter what it is, but like even just telling your friends, like even if you don't understand their line of work completely, but you know that they work really hard, just telling them like, dude, like you're amazing at what you do. Like I know you work so hard and like just telling right. the people around you and giving and them, you're proud of them. Yeah, yeah, giving them that love and support the way you would like on an Instagram post. Like it just, yeah. it's really a nice thing to do. And like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's something that I, I try to do a little bit more and I feel like mm-hmm. just in general, like we should all be kind of hyping our friends up and like the people around us up the way it happens online. Cause I feel like the way it happens online, it's, it's just a very, it doesn't happen that way in a lot of other situations. No, it's not so, natural. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but it's nice like though. Normal. And we should make yeah, it normal and we should make it natural. And we should just like, if we see our friends doing something and it's like, you, you think that they care about it and they love it. Just like, yeah, like, let them oh, know. Yeah. Cause you know, I've definitely thought things are like, I'll look at someone and think like, Oh, they look really good. But then I don't say anything. And I'm yes. like, why would I, I not just say something? Yeah. I know sometimes I'll do that. And like, I'll catch myself like, like screenshotting something mm-hmm. or whatever. And then being like, it would be nice if someone like screenshots and then is like, oh my God, I love, you know what I mean? Just like letting me know that they really appreciate it rather than like keeping it to themselves. Oh, you're so right. Like, like, but it is like, it's hard to like, you know, remember to respond. That's to what everyone. I'm saying. Sometimes it's, you don't think about it. That's the you thing. You move so quickly yeah. through Instagram too. <laughs> oh, there's definitely like, I feel like when I'm bookmarking, I should text this person right now and tell them, but like, I, I have like a little, um, like file on Instagram of like interior inspiration. And I have a friend who I always bookmark her stuff. And this is a great reminder. I should, yeah. I should text her and be like, Hey, I always bookmark that, your shit. That would make you feel so good. Like, right. I feel really good. You know, it's, it's so interesting. And I think that like, as much as people say like social media can harm people. And I definitely do see the harm. Like I, I, I do think it's a real thing, but I also think there's like a lot of positive things that I've like benefited and learned from it. It's like, even as much as like being like, why do I only hype people up online? Why am I not hyping people up that way in real life? Like I need to start doing that like all the time. And like, it just, I think that there, there's good things in everything that we do. And it's like something that it really, it really does come down back, like come back to community. That's just like a nice, it's a nice thing to have. A hundred percent. Have a place with that. But and I'm like, I just realized, I'm like, we've been talking for so much longer than we were scheduled to talk. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I do enjoy talking to you. And like, I do want to just talk about one more thing. And then we can wrap. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I'm, I'm just laying in my bed. I'm I'm chilling. I love this. I love this so much. I'm sitting on my couch and my cats are snuggling all around me. And I feel like I've been like a little cozy, like warm uh, I love cat environment. But I want to know what you think about kind of everything that's happening with like David Dobrik. And I know that's a really open-ended question, but I'm just really interested uh, in hearing your thoughts on this. I find him extremely problematic. I enjoyed his content for a long time. I've probably seen every single one of his vlogs, but, and because they're very entertaining and he catches your attention, he knows exactly, he knew exactly what he's doing with those short videos four minutes, 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was always something crazy happening. And that is addicting to watch. I mean, like I grew up watching like Jackass and all those shows, you know, where it's just like crazy and gets your attention, whatever. But 
I think that he, since he got famous at such a young age or started YouTube at such a young age too, that like he, it kind of got to his head in a way. And I mean, he has so much money now. And I think that he used his power because basically his, because his videos were basically using other people's lives to like make fun of Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. that he was never the like center of them. And that's probably way easier to do, you know, to like find weird friends and like make fun of them, make them do weird skits, whatever. And like, I think that it's now caught up with him and everyone's realizing how much of like the power dynamic is off. Like he's had all these followers and he's making money. So people are going to do things for him. And I think that now that's being revealed that like he just kind of like took advantage of those people. And I mean, now it's just like really blown up in his face. And I, I used to like him, but I really don't anymore. Um, but that whole thing is just, there's a lot of problems there. I couldn't agree more. I just, I really love David. Like I thought he was so funny and like, I just, I never, it was never that deep to me. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, Oh, yeah. like just like a fun video to watch. I loved his podcast. Like I, I don't know. I just, I thought it was funny. It was cool to see like a group of friends just like having a good time. It was just, it was always very lighthearted, funny, just something that I would watch while I was like having dinner or something. And I just, I have yeah. to, I have to watch YouTube whenever I'm eating uh, because oh, I, yeah. I'm, I have a problem, but I just, <laughs> it's crazy to me. Like as much as I can make excuses for like a lot of people, I feel like his behavior was really inexcusable. And I feel as though as soon as I saw that, it was very difficult for me to unsee all of these other things that maybe I hadn't noticed previously. And then as soon as I started seeing things the way they were, and I was like, wait, this is actually not cool. Not okay. Fucking weird. And like, you know, everything that happened with his, so he has a friend named Jeff Wittick, who also is like a YouTuber or whatever. He's a part of his like vlog squad friend group. He like lost his eye and has like permanent damage to it because of one of, one of David's like, like, I guess like YouTube video ideas, but someone, I was watching it somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it, but they made a comment. They were like, you know, when, when shows like Jackass and all these other shows where they would do like crazy shit, when they would do these risky stunts, they would always have like paramedics on site. And Mm -hmm. they made a comment about like, you know, David Dobrik is so rich and he makes his friends do these crazy things. He could very easily hire a paramedic of some sort to be on site in case something goes wrong. And yet he has so, he doesn't care about people. Like he just kind of really young. He just like kind of started doing this. And I don't think that anyone was like, Hey, maybe you should think about like what, what all this is going to do. Right. What, how this could go wrong. Exactly. And I, he, I mean like with his stuff and his humor, like looking back now, it's like, yeah, a lot of it was like really sexist, racist, like homophobic. Like there's so many things, even though like he wasn't necessarily like, you didn't think he was those things, but he was using those things as jokes. So then that was the, like what he was putting out, like the content he was putting out. And it was just like, yeah, there's a lot of problems there. And like, that is, it kind of says a lot about our society as well. So like let that person flourish and make so much money too, you know? 
And yeah, I mean, there's, I think it's good that people are calling him out and that I don't think that he, I mean, I don't know if he deserves, <laughs> I think everyone deserves to like be able to do what, you know, makes them happy. But it's like when you start to hurt people, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, honestly. <laughs> and it's, and it's like one of those things also where like, I kind of have always really loved like stand up comedy. And in my mind, when people are like comedians, I think that they can kind of get away with saying slash doing certain things because it's, it's again, it's really never that deep. Like it's usually just for shock value for, to make people laugh, to make people kind of like feel taken aback, to take people out of their comfort zone, like, especially like a darker type of humor. And then like, and I guess that was kind of the, the lens that I viewed him in, but I'm like, he's not a comedian though. Like, I mean, he- and also with comedians doing that, it's like, it, that still was never okay. It's just like, we allowed it. Right. You know? And like, and like, now we're like, that's not cool. You can't do that. <laughs> like, I don't know. And like, the one thing that I feel like really kind of made me feel like I, I kind of knew it all along. Like I had a little bit of a gut feeling that he was a little bit fucked up is anytime you would do like a bit with Corinna, who for those of you who don't know, Corinna is his friend who's really hot. She's just, just this really hot chick. And he would just always make her out to be like like slutty and dumb and dumb yeah and like and in a very negative like just super like because i mean i think that if a girl wants to be slutty more power to her like whatever like i don't think it necessarily that's like a weird thing to use like even the term slut being a bad thing exactly why because this person likes to have sex like that's like a weird exactly like i don't like that was like the lens he showed her and was like that she's like likes to have sex a lot and that like she has big boobs yeah she's not very smart exactly and i'm like he's using the word slut like pejoratively he's he's a man like this is a problem and like i like to think of myself as someone who you know i'm i i speak up about injustice and 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 whether whatever type it is if i see something wrong happening like i like to think that i'm pretty aware of it and i'm like how did i let this just slide by and like I knew deep down in my gut that I knew it was bad I knew it and I felt it oh it's it's it definitely makes me feel like I I want to be more kind of aware and like I feel like it's a little bit like hypocritical for me to say in the same episode where I'm literally talking about me feeling bad for Trisha Paytas but I do feel bad for Trisha Paytas Paytas and I do feel like complicated i feel like it's complicated and i feel like she is also the victim of so much slut shaming of so much just oh, like yeah, bullying totally. and people she's attacking like, her you, right like she's a sex worker essentially like she well like i don't know if that's the word but like she i mean she makes money she, she's sex she's made on. porn yeah she's definitely she's made porn and she's she has an only fans account like i would say and she also um i mean she was a uh she was a what's it called not a call girl she was a stripper but she also was like um an escort she was an escort and so yeah she's definitely been a sex worker for like over a decade so and I feel like a lot of people have like weaponized that against her and I'm very much so like against that like I think sex workers should be able to do whatever they want as long as they're being safe and as long as they're not hurting anyone and and you know it's kind of ridiculous how there aren't laws to protect them more which leads them to be put in these dangerous situations but you know I think that the reason why I I have empathy and like I said, like make excuses for Trisha about certain things. It's not even about making excuses. It's like, 
when I look at things and I take all these things into account, the fact that she struggles with mental health issues, the fact that she didn't really have a healthy upbringing, the fact that she had to, you know, grow up really quickly, the fact that she was sexualized her whole life and, and, you know, bullied online and, and all of these things. I'm like, I think she's just trying to navigate that. And we're just watching it because she puts everything out there. And Eric, it's crazy because millions of people are watching her. Right. So that's like even like more of a crazy thing yeah. added on to all of that. I mean, yeah, I, it's a fascinating world it, at YouTube. It, it really is. And and truly, I could talk about YouTube forever, but I, I will, too. I will refrain. And <laughs> I, I, this is literally, we were supposed to record for an hour. We're hitting the two hour mark. So <laughs> I do think we should wrap. There's just so much to There's say. There's so much to say. And like we said at the beginning, I'm a chatty girl, but before we wrap, I do want you to share where people can like follow you, anything that you want to plug, uh, you know, all, all the all the internet things. Yeah, I only really have Instagram. So Accidental Influencer is my Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's mostly, I mean, I have, you know, YouTube. It's Molly and Reese, but I don't post there often. Maybe I will soon. But yeah, mostly just Instagram. And um, yeah. Well, I would watch your YouTube videos. I am subscribed to your channel and maybe, 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 maybe the next time we talk, it'll be because you are being canceled for being a YouTuber. No, I'm just joking. We don't want that to happen. We we don't want that to happen. (laughs) Um, I I said the wrong thing about the wrong mob. Literally YouTube is the most terrifying place in the world, but uh, as always, you guys can follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Cycle, where you will see a lovely photo of Molly. And um, you could follow me on Instagram where I'm being a ridiculous human being and also being very vain. As always, don't forget to floss your teeth, wear sunscreen, don't be an asshole. Thank you for coming on the show, Molly. And I'll talk to you assholes next Sunday.